0: Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Best is Hashem BPW, Sheer number 47 That's Bayes Panimi, number seven forty-seven for women We started in the last share Talking about the bracha of Barah That everything is created in Hashem's glory That bracha said by a wedding and by Sheva brachas Influences us today in our lives in general But in our marriages in particular No matter how long you're married And we talked Last time, how marital intimacy, too, when done the right way with the right intentions, is also uh, an example of shahakal bara lechvayday. Even the sexual aspects of it, between a husband and a wife, shahakal bara lechvayday. It's for Hashem's honor. He wants this, and He wants it to be used right, but He wants it to be used. And this idea... Of both our bodies and our souls, the physical and the spiritual, to put it together, we know is not simple. We know it's not simple, we know it's always a conflict. But the bottom line is the Torah is saying that Zohar and Ikeva bara oisam, that Kaddosh Baruch made a human male and female, which means that to be human you are a sexual being. It's not a pesky flea that you could just squash It's not something outside of the person. Uh, yeah, he's everything else or she's everything else, but they also have, happen to have, a sexual urge. No. The sexual urge is one of those key drives, along with the impulse towards self-preservation and social interaction that influences our behavior greatly. And this is where we have to come to terms with it, realize that it is both a gift and a challenge. Meaning, the word Adam, and a lot of this is taken from a book called Holy Intimacy by Sara Merazov and Rivka Slonim. A lot of very insightful thoughts that could help a person understand who they are. Adam, man, which means a man and a woman, are both under the name Adam. Its root is Adama, which means earth, the body but the word Adama, Adama means, like the Shalah says, the Al-Shech says, I believe it's the Shalah, there's a passage that says, Adama Le'elyon, I'm going to be likened to HaKadosh Baruch himself. So, in Adama itself has this conflict of, on one hand, you're from Earth, you're a body, you're physical, on the other hand, you have a Holy Soul. This parallels also to show us, we are not animals, animals are driven purely by instinct. But we are not Malochim either. We don't have an automatic direct flow in service to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like angels do. We are constantly being pulled downward towards earth and upwards towards heaven, and it's a constant flow of up and down, being created in a Tselamalekim, in the image of HaKadosh Baruch. Hu. Because of that, we have free will, and God gave us the ability to control our animal urges and our physical urges and to live more in an elevated fashion. And this is where Bechira comes in. This is Hashem's design for human beings to give us the ability to choose, comes from this struggle, comes from this dichotomy between a body and a soul. And the sexual intimacy in a human being is a choice of how to handle it. It is a choice that only human beings have it as a active choice, because it's very, very strange the way Hashem made it, but it's true. The sexual organs are considered base, are considered low. Why? Because the actual physical intercourse, the coupling of these organs, don't require you to be bright, don't require seichel, don't require emotional maturity, don't require spiritual refinement because animals could do it as well, and human beings could do it, they have a choice, they could do it like animals where it's a very base, low, simple, biological drive. So on one hand you could look at the sexual organs and say they're animal organs. I'm a human being with some animal organs. But the other way to look at it is these very organs are the conduit, are the flow, are the channel of where the most important relationships are nourished. And the way our families are built. Baruch was designed that. What is fascinating that it, it's brought down Rabbi Yaakov Emden in his Sidder, Sidr Yavits, Mitaisakes chapter seven, he brings a fascinating concept. If you look in Shulchan Arach, the laws about physical of marital intimacy in Oirachaim is in Simen Reish Mem. Reish Mem is two hundred forty. The word Reish Mem is Rum. Rum means to elevate yourself, which means that when intimacy is framed within Kedusha, it's ice, resh mem. It is elevating. Rum, it elevates you. But in the reverse, if it's misused, then you switch the resh mem to mem resh, it becomes mar. It becomes bitter. So the Shulchan Aruch, everything is Ashkoch Pratis. And Dafka, the, the, the chapter in Erechayim, in Shulchan Aruch, that discusses marital intimacy, is simen reish mem, simen of rum, of elevation, but also a bitterness, because reish mem could be switched around to mem reish, which is bitter, which tells you this very thing. You have two choices on the way you look at your sexuality, the way you look at those physical organs that... Do the sexual function. You could look at it as just the base animalistic aspect of it, in which case it's mar, in which case it's bitter, or you could look at it the way Hashem meant it to be designed, a vehicle through which you deeply connect with your husbands and where how families are built. And this is the way it works. This is a tremendous insight in Hasidus. It's brought down a lot in the, in the works of the Balatanya and his son, but it's brought down in all Svarim of Hasidus. I've seen it in many Svarim of all types of Hasidus and in the Litvish Svarim also in Bali Moster. This concept, but I'll put it this way, it's just about eight words, and it's Kedai to write it down. Kol haGavoya gavoya Yoiser mata Yoiser. Which means that whatever is exceedingly lofty and high could go down to a very, very low plane. Which means that when properly channeled, sexuality brings great joy, brings great pleasure, and gives you a sense of shleimas, of wholeness, not just in your body being sexually satisfied, but in your soul being complete and whole as well. But on the other hand, when misused, it could go all the way, all the way deep down to cause tremendous amount of pain, and violation, which we don't want to even discuss, but this is just the reality. So Halacha basically takes that framework and gives you and navigates you to direct the sexual expression in a healthy and holy way. That's our guide to Kedusha. Again, we said this many, many times. People sometimes hear the word Kedusha, and they run away. And they say, I don't want to have nothing, anything to do with it, because they view in their minds... Kedusha is someone that fasts all the time, never touches a piece of cake, rolls in snow, hurts their body, barely sleeps, put their, puts their feet in freezing cold water so they should not fall asleep, and all these things. And some people hear the word Kedusha, they're, they're allergic to it. They run away from it. It's not for me. I know it's an estate-elevated thing, but I can't handle that. I can't do that. I need my, I have certain physical needs, and I need that. And the answer is, this is the misconception that Kedusha allows and even embraces enjoyment, including sexual enjoyment, including physical eating and drinking enjoyment. And like we said, einik Shabbos is in the tremendous mitzvah. How often does the Torah mandate us to fast? Once a year. midr they added a few more. But that's not what, uh, generally speaking, the Yiddish idea is about. Now the Rambam has a sefer called Yad HaZakah which basically explains the entire Torah in fourteen books. It's fascinating. It's meridic. One of these svarim is called Sefer Kedusha. Sefer Kedusha. Now, what do you think is in Sefer Kedusha? You would think that Sefer Kedusha would talk about something about kedusha, about holiness, either about the base of or about Karbonis, or about Yom Kippur, things like that. That's kedusha, but no. The Rambam calls the Sefer Sefer Kedusha about the most basic, organic nature of our existence. It's two halachas. Umachalai Sasurais, The forbidden sexual relations and forbidden foods. Meaning, eating and the sexual act. That is what Sefer Kedusha in, is incorporated, and Kedusha is those ideas. The Rambam is giving us this idea of what Kedusha is. It's a symbiotic connection between the body and the soul, and he counsels in general, if you look at the Rambam deeply, to take the middle road. The middle road means we satisfy our physical needs and our pleasures within the realm that's permitted, and we use it in a healthy way. That is really the goal. Not to quash it, not to destroy it, but not to overindulge indulge either. This is true freedom. This is really the Yesoy of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, Egypt was the Ervasa Oretz. It was the most depraved land in the world. And Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim means that we got out of that depravity. We got out of that. And that gives us the sense of freedom. For an inanimate, abject, like a stone, freedom is just simply <laughs> I exist. For vegetative, for trees and grass and things like that, their freedom is their capacity to grow. You put their roots firm in the ground, otherwise they find restriction if they if they get strangled when they don't have enough water or not enough soil. Their freedom means I have soil, I'm rooted in the ground, and I could grow. That's the world of vegetation. Animal life, freedom means free to move, free to find food, free to mate, free to protect itself, free to protect its young. Human beings go beyond what the animals. Our freedom is, our intellectual freedom, our emotional freedom in a healthy way, meaning that it's for a creative and purposeful manner. In other words, we satisfy our animal needs as a channel to promote our intellectual pursuits and to have a tachlis in life, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. That is so, so important. Our freedom is is when we take the lower aspects of human life, our body, our material environment, and we elevate it to a higher plane, and we align it with what the Neshama wants. And that is the idea behind it. And this idea is partly is Kabbalah's oil. Now, this is another thing. Just like people run away from the term kedusha, because they're afraid of it, it means I have to deny myself everything, which is not true. The word Kabbalah's oil, which means submitting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's yoke of what he wants, also people run away from. But people make a mistake. Kabbalah's oil, which means you're submitting to what Hashem wants, is not a depressed state. It doesn't mean you get depressed about it. It's not a low thing. It, this knowledge itself fills us with joy. People make a mistake and they think that a slave has Kabbalah's oil. And we're supposed to be like an Evid of Hashem. That's Kabbalah's oil, accepting the yoke of Hashem. Shouldn't that make us feel depressed and down and low? And the answer is that it's the opposite is true. This is the only type of Avdus, the only type of Kabbalah's oil, that brings us actually joy. Moshe Ever Hashem. There's a special joy in submitting to what Hashem wants and accepting his His reign and trying to fulfill his will as best as possible. So that is a, an idea of shahakal baralech vayday. And now we're going to talk a little bit about, we talked about how it's the husband's obligation to give over sexual pleasure and satisfaction to his wife. That is the mitzvah aina. That is the dairaisa mitzvah that the husband is responsible for to tune to his wife's desires and meet her hints and overtures when she does this to fulfill those needs. But the truth be told is a woman, too, has a responsibility, midr'abonun, certainly, to go to the mikveh, not deny her husband sexual pleasure either. So intimacy places halacha, that is a priority, of a woman toiveling at the first possible opportunity. And in a healthy relationship, women will welcome and reciprocate to her husband's overtures and not rebuff them and not just, um, you know, push it away. So it's very important. People ask me and ask other people, chasan teachers, kala teachers, wives ask, am I really mechayiv this? Am I mechayiv to do that? And the key really is you need to learn what the truth is, what the Torah's responsibilities are. But the truth be told is that can't be the focus in a healthy relationship. In a healthy relationship with a husband and, me, and, and a wife, the goal is is not to focus on that I'm obligated to do this and you're obligated to do that, but rather what can I, what what would I want to do to fulfill your needs and you to fulfill my needs. And when you have that mindset, then the chiyuvim are kept automatically. Now, we talked about it in many other shiurim. We're not going to go in length in it now. That it is completely normal for a man and a woman's libido to fluctuate. Health is a factor, hormonal changes are factors, stresses, marriage, children, other causes. But the key really to remember is that when there's a lessening of desire, don't assume that it automatically means that the relationship is weaker. And the key really is, is very often it's like this. There is something called an automatic response and something called a reactive response. And generally speaking, most women don't have an automatic response where they, on their own, out of the blue, become sexually aroused. Usually it has to come with the husband overturing, causing emotional warmth, and so on and so forth. And very often, women will be very surprised how much they can enjoy these sexual experiences, even if initially they weren't interested at all, but they allow themselves to be spoken to and to get involved a little bit. We mentioned in a very early Sheer, someone, Michelle Wiener Davis, fascinating. She's counseled a lot of uh, couples prevented divorces in many situations, and she was counseling women, and she was saying to women, she she would say, you have no idea how many women told me the following. They told me that by nature I'm not really into the sexual aspects as much as my husband is. I have a lower libido than my husband does, and I don't really feel the need and the want to be sexually interested, but my husband is, and she counseled them as long as he's trying to be emotionally engaged and you're getting involved, get involved. And she says that you have no idea how many women told me the following, that initially I was not interested at all, but once there was an overture and we connected and we physically, I put in that effort, I really, really enjoyed it and I had a great time. And very often, ironically, they end up having even a better time than their husbands initially had it once they got into it. So this is very, very important You need to, it's very important to speak to counselors, whether it's old college teachers or marriage counselors to help with this type of thing. And it really goes both ways. Husbands, it's stereotypically um, expected and believed that they have a very high libido. They'll always be interested in the sexual aspects with their wives. Very often that is not true either. So there needs to be that healthy balance and understanding that. That a lot is biological, a lot is hormonal, a lot is in, in, with, with you know what's going on, but the key really is, of course, when one's not feeling well, one has a right to say no, when they feel overwhelmed, we're going to talk about that, and we have. And that's fine. There needs to be a mutual understanding. But the idea overall, the panemius of it, the idea is is both husband and wife. It makes no difference which way it is. Is that just like in marriage, we give to each other? In many, many aspects of our marriage, the bedroom aspects is no less important than any other ma- um, aspect. And this too, like we said all the way in the beginning, Shahakal this is really a key. This is really a key. Everything is created in Hashem's honor. You are giving kavod to Hashem. When a husband is giving a Kavita Hashem, when he is attuned to his wife wanting to fulfill her sexual needs, especially when she hints that she wants it, and it is a Kavita Hashem for a wife to take her husband's cues, understand his needs, and do his best to fulfill it. It is not a weakness. It is not being a Shmata. It is not being subservient. It's idea of the Tzalim lekim of your soul, knowing, with respect, with love, with understanding towards each other, that this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. Just like when you give tzedakah, when you give tzedakah it's must be a chesed in the world, this idea also, this is a chesed. The loving each other and giving each other pleasure is a chesed. When you're doing this, you are actually emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is a toiv or and wants to give pleasure to his, to his creations, all of his creations, he wants to bestow pleasure. This goes, we could have a separate discussion, which deserves separate shiurim of why there's suffering in the world, and so on and so forth, and if Hashem is so good, then why do we see on our end a lot of difficulties? We could have many shiurim on it, and as is Hashem, if need be, I'm prepared to give those shiurim. But the bottom line is, is it doesn't change the fact that Hashem wants goodness to spread, not just spiritual goodness, but physical goodness. He wants you to enjoy the physical pleasures. There is a big fine line between overindulgence and using it in unhealthy ways and using it when it's channeled right. And when it's channeled right, Hashem wants it used. So when a husband and wife are attuned to each other, want to fulfill their needs in all aspects, including their sexual needs, that is an a, a act of giving, and you are emulating a kava Kaddish Baruch You're giving Kaveh to Hashem. That is a chilek of shahakil Bara, Lechvayday. Everything is created in my honor. And that bracha by the wedding, that bracha by the Shev of stands strong 10 years later, 20 years later, 30 years later, plus, that we are doing things in a marriage for the honor of Hash baruchu And as strange as it sounds to people, the activity in the bedroom, sexually, you're doing it because, and you're giving Kavid to Hashem by fulfilling each other's sexual needs and giving each other pleasure. That is what Hashem wants, and He has a nachas, ruach, from that. And that's something that sometimes you have to wrap your, hand, your head around. People don't usually think in those terms, but that is really the absolute truth. Brocha and